Hello and welcome back to yet another edition of this podcast all about steering teams and Ken. Another one. Exactly. Uh, as always, as always, you are joined by myself, Phil, my friends, Bianca and Drew. There is no Kent, though. Kent is actually running circles around a circle. Anyway, on with the show. Team, how are we? Good. I'm happy these glasses don't fall off. Yep. No, they won't. They'll be fine. I thought you said these glasses. Oh, I just looked at your face and like your glasses are perfectly fine on your just face. Just quickly, so Sarah and I the other day went, were, were just out browsing because um, Sarah's interested in maybe getting some new glasses. Oh, yes. Um, now that she's able to sign up for Medicare, she's written visa. Um, Medicare doesn't cover glasses. No, no, no. But you can you get, get free optometrist tests, yes. yes. Yeah. But also you can get them from like Oscar Wiley, for example, Bob Bill. And get to like get the eye test, obviously Bob Bill, yep. and then two pairs of glasses that are going to cost Correct. Yeah. 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 Okay. I'll discuss but, that. Yes. Yeah, no. No. I hear what you're saying, but she, yeah. gets, she has to get an eye test first. Yeah. Yeah. You get the eye test, but the one eye test you get free with Medicare. So yeah. She's do it. Yes. You get multiple eye tests free every oh, year. With Medicare or with yeah. Medibank? Okay, well, anyway, whatever. It doesn't matter. Do yeah, you anyway. know how many eye tests I get in a year? No, because I don't care. But anyway. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> wow. No. No. No, no, keep going, keep going, keep going. How do I roll in such an asshole comment for no reason? <laughs> And what was the whole point of this? The point right, was, because yeah. you do have glasses. I tried yes. on some glasses. You know, I have like terrible eyesight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I'll never do anything about that. I tried on some glasses. Yeah. Um, Oscar Wiley does great looking glasses. They do. <laughs> I know Oscar Wiley does great looking glasses. Yes. That's, I I I that's why you have them. I get two free pairs a year. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're not. F- well, no, they are free because I have health care, which is what yes. we're trying to get to. Yes. The glasses still are two hundred dollars. Yes. This is not a was Oscar Wiley ad. It's just all my glasses are Oscar Wiley. Although I'm thinking yes. of getting a Bailey Nelson pair this year, don't and they have the that. same deal. Oh, fancy! Don't, don't do that, Oscar Wiley. I know, I know, they're really good. Um, no, no, I'm saying like Oscar Wiley are really good. Man, I'm just happy at Specsavers. I've got my Converse glasses and then my Karl Lagerfeld sunnies. Yeah, but can I say you get two glasses? And you can mix and match the sunnies with the normal glasses. That's what yeah. Sarah's going to do. Yeah. And you can get... Um, so I'm getting these ones that I have now, the Charles. Yes. I'm going to get the black Charles, but as sunnies. Yeah, that's what Sarah Ooh. wants to do. Yeah, I've already ordered them. They're coming in like yeah. two weeks. So that's what she wants to do. Oh, um, so I'm getting that. And then i got to get a pair of reading glasses because I actually can't see close up anymore. Oh, Bianca, you Eyesight's failing you. Um, it really is. On this episode of the Not show... Not about glasses. We have um, Rome... Was it built in a day? Or was it built at all? Exactly. That um, is the question. And then obviously we've got um, the Hunger Games, a little Roman Empire-esque. Catching um, Fire. Catching Fire. Uh, the sequel to The Hunger, the Hunger Games. Games. Um, and nice uh, the, second, the second in our uh, watch through of the films. Um, but let us begin with Rome. Was it built in a day or not? Or at all? <sighs> So let's start with this. Do you guys have TikTok? No. Yes. Do you guys go through TikTok? Sarah shows me several. So I do go through TikTok and I happen to be on various wide arrays of TikToks because once you're in TikTok, you realize that there's like little segmented worlds Mm. in there. And it's kind of weird that you think about it like that. There's parts of TikToks that some people will never interact with and never see and never see the trends of purely because it's just not in their hemisphere. Yes. I really like historian and archaeological archaeology TikTok because I like history and I like myths and legends and all that. And also some guy is doing a, um, a musical about the Odyssey and it's fucking awesome. Mm. And I just want to give a shout out to him before I go into the crazy people because... <sighs> Let me just quickly say that normally historian and archaeological archaeology, I, can't, yeah. I keep saying archaeological, TikTok Archaeologists. is it's normally a very peaceful community, and there's a few arguments that break out over because like year of antiquity or what civilization something is from, but it's usually very minor superficial stuff. Right. Enter Mumlennial. Great name. According to her bio, Mumlennial is bisexual, Jewish, mother, wife, and a millennial with a Bachelor of Arts in Anthropology and History who completely believes that the Roman Empire, as we knew it, 
being a giant historical empire with emperors and territories and giant civilizations that existed across great spans of land between the years of 27 BC and 395 AD did not exist. Like, as in at all? Like, just didn't exist? Not really. Okay, how does she come to this <laughs> um, this wondrous conclusion? Okay, so she has... That's a big claim. <laughs> she has, like, many, 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 many TikToks about this. Right. And I had to do a deep oh. dive into all of them. And can I say, I have not barely scratched the surface. Okay. Hang on, I hang on. So let me get this straight. The Jewish woman is saying that a large group of people that went around slaughtering and trying to conquer the world didn't exist? Controversially, yes. Okay. It's, it's caused so many arguments on historical TikTok, but let me explain her point of view. So... Uh, Mum Lennial explains that her belief that the Roman Empire was an empire much like Disney or a circus. I don't understand how that no, works. Say that again. Say that. Just say that again. Just say that again. I need to try and understand that. Say the that Roman again. Empire was right. an empire much like Disney or the circus, culturally and economically. What the hell does that mean? So. <laughs> Disney's not an empire. It's a business. The Roman Empire... What's she disputing when she says it doesn't exist? Does she say that it doesn't exist? No, you continue. Just explain it. I'll, I've got questions. Explain. Just go. Come on. So she goes. So that's the, that's the last explanation she has over a whole range of TikToks. And I'm saying this as a conclusionary, like, major belief. Because once I actually. So I went through all of her TikToks, listened to her final explanation of culturally and economically. Then I went back and I was starting to look through them again and I kind of understood what she was saying, but it doesn't make sense because as I was explaining to you guys a bit earlier in the day, her argument looks at all the evidence and then gets rid of the evidence that doesn't align with her beliefs and to continue in explanation. So basically she's picking and choosing evidence, which is something that she's cherry picking she's cherry picking works all, in context. But all, all of the evidence that she presents... If we only had that as evidence, yes, she would be correct. What's the dot, dot, dot? You know what it's in? Not parenthesis. Is it parenthesis? Yeah. Dot, uh, dot, dot, dot? Uh, ellipses. Ellipses. That's like, that's like a quote saying, someone saying, um, um, oh my God. Yeah, no, I, I um, was talking to um, a gay person the other day and um, I'm just so happy that that gay person um, is having a great time. And then someone misquote or cherry picking and in quotation marks saying Phillips said um, ellipses I'm ellipses gay person like but literally <laughs> that they literally that and an end quote yeah. yes I said those things but I said a lot of other things but in context it, it's that, that um, it's that Freddie Coolsville thing where they 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 move they in Scooby Doo Freddie um, yells at the camera going. No, no, I'm not going to do this with... He's talking to the press. Because yes. I'm not going to do with this with you guys. Oh. You, you're going to make it look like I said Coolville sucks. Oh, yeah. And, and then that. They, all they show in the news is Coolsville sucks. Yep. Yes, exactly. It's yeah. like you can change... You can do anything to make it look the way you... you so essentially do she does do that. So she... she so she's wrong. And basically. she also says things that aren't true. Like there's parts of it that she's outright lying. <laughs> she also lies. There's parts of it is an outright lie. So she goes she goes on to say that... Um, oh, sorry. I missed... I, I, my eyes just went really blurry. That's fine. Basically, this person is sounding very much like an anti-vaxxer or... Kind um, of. A she's a historical flat or earther. Or a former administration supporter in Who? that former administration okay. supporter in that they are they have a soapbox to stand on in the town square called social media and they're giving their opinion to people that are fucking idiots and are listening so mm -hmm. she she goes on to say how God, the aqueducts were designed by <laughs> syrians and uh oh. asians and I can't remember which empire she specifically says, but she talks about some um, China. I think she talks about the Chinese So she empire. believes the other empires exist. Not, yes. Not the Roman and then she talks about how Roman letters in the Latin alphabet was invented in the 1500s. Doesn't uh, mean they couldn't have used Where's them, her though. proof? 
her proof is that, and she mispronounces Ankara, which is a Turkish city, and she goes Ankara, and I'm like, <laughs> just I, I had quit while you're behind. I couldn't do that. <laughs> that TikTok annoyed me because she says Ankara so many times. I'm Ankara. like, please stop. Um, like <laughs> um, but she she shows there's a ver- there's a there's an old uh, I can't remember what it's called the 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 markets or something in I don't think it's the markets but anyway it's the it's the old yep uh like building in ancient building in Ankara and on one side it's got Greek lettering and that lettering is very weathered and on the other side it has the Latin lettering lettering lettering, lettering. and that lettering looks more crisp and new and she goes okay. on to say how that lettering was designed after the like in earlier like later centuries in like the 1500s after the empire would have been done finished and all that but it also makes sense the fact that the greek language probably that was probably a greek monument Mm. even further back than that so in the early you know 100 bc whereas the latin alphabet would have been put on later so it still works but it's just different time frames it's much like you know where London is, the fact that the Romans were there and then they kind of just built over it. It's a little bit like that, where just because there's two people, two different civilizations that have been in the same place doesn't mean that one wasn't there. It just means that someone else is there now. She also talks about how she completely believes the Greek Empire existed. And she well, talks well, about how... But she's just... It's like someone saying, no, the sky is beige. And someone going, no, it's blue. And she's going, I'd- ah... I saw it with when I woke up and my eyes were all like glazed and everything like that. I looked outside through my curtains and I could see that it was beige. But that's sunrise. That's just like, what are you talking? Stop having I would, an opinion for no reason. I would love to see her locked in a room with someone explaining to her that the Holocaust isn't real and doing the some, same thing. Yep, and someone explaining to her that being bisexual is not real and just a choice because there's no evidence or, or something. Yeah, well, just, just and, and something exactly. to, uh, just that actually directly affects her because clearly she's picked something that has no, no consequence well, well, in between, to her. No, well, see, in between all of her um, rants about Rome, one of the other things that she said was, it's really hor- it's really funny to me how Jesus Christ means um, clitoris healer. And that was just the most random TikTok she made. Like in between all of these TikToks about Rome. What? say, what? So she's, she's put to the fact that Jesus Christos, but this was the part that makes no sense to me. And she even talks about how it's, we, we say Jesus H Christ, but I'll explain that in a second. So she talks about how Jesus Christos comes from the Greek word Jesus, which is comes from uh, Ianos, which is Jason, which this this doesn't make sense. I'm, I'm just quickly, I'm saying this, but it also doesn't make sense. But her explanation for this is that it was Greek, but then she uses a Latin word, which make, oh, it's, I've tried to understand her TikToks and I'm like, you're cherry picking to the point where I don't understand. So Jesus mm. means healer. And Krista in Latin can mean hood and it can be a euphemism for the clitoris. But it's a euphemism. But Christos is not Krista and But it's like but it's like a wizard's sleeve is a euphemism, but it could also literally mean A wizard sleeve. But but then but then being like that automatically means the euphemism. What the fuck are you talking about? No, it's not. It's not even like that, Phil. It's kind of like if you you say wizard sleeve mm. is the euphemism, but it's like if someone says a witch's dress instead, like yeah. it's a completely different. They're both completely like different words. Kind of- alluding to something similar and saying it's and you're that. like oh that that means wizard sleeve no we're talking about the witch's dress mm. like but do you know but but you're talking about a, a no that's mm. completely different she's kind of right about jesus the the etymology of it is a bit weird but it's not from eostinion oh, is justin that's my brother's name um yeah which is jason mm is where she connects it to because Jason means protector and healer. Mm. 
And I, the way she explained it, I'm like, it doesn't make. She's <clears throat> and the reason why she says the mm. and she's like, you know, we say Jesus hates Christ, and the H comes from the the removal of one of the letters in Jason, which is a H. The way that they, she mm. explains it and why we say Jesus, but I'm like, Jesus comes from Spanish mm. because they don't have a J. Neither does Greek, but we pronounce it as an I. Mm. It's not a J. We pronounce it E, and then. The H is actually just something we added in later years because it's Jesus, Holy Christ. Yeah. Where did she go to history school? I don't know, but she only has a bachelor, I guess. But she, but but does she have a bachelor? I don't know. I'm going to cherry pick here some some info here and say she didn't go to a good school, and she probably didn't actually pass it with you know. But the scarier thing that I find... Or she didn't focus on on Roman uh, Empire. She probably focused on other things and is just making up shit. I actually think you're right about that because... Mm. She probably didn't do anything to do with the Roman Empire. No, wait. I think she did the study of Judaism. Which is nothing to... Which she talks about how... (laughs) It's nothing to do with the Roman Because of... The reason why the Roman Empire... She goes on to explain a bit about how she thinks the Roman Empire was invented to talk about Jesus' story and then that's how the Vatican like was made a, and all that. The, the that, that, that was a part where I couldn't really go... Yeah. I couldn't really I mean, go down because <laughs> she starts getting into religious and I was trying to watch just the pure yeah. Roman yeah. ones. But from what I understood of what she talks about religion, I think she theorizes that the Roman Empire was invented to spread Christi... The myth of the Roman Empire was to spread Christianity... And to have and to blame the Jews for Jesus' death, because you know the, mm. the in in the Bible the Jews gave up Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. So that's her thing. To vil- she thinks that it was created to villainize the Jews. Uh, and she talks okay. about she, but she doesn't talk about that much. But okay, so it's the victimizing. Who so- hurt her as a kid? A Roman. <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> some Italian from Rome. Some some Italian broke her heart and, and blamed it on her being. But a it's Jew, just and funny. Clearly, this is her revenge. It's just funny watching a historical TikTok go at her because there are very interesting arguments happening at the moment. You know how, like, usually you try and you watch people argue, you know, illogical things with facts. Mm. These facts are genuinely interesting to me. Like, she brings up. Um, some Roman scrolls in one of them and being like, cause she's like the Latin language wasn't invented till this day. And she's pointing out the Roman scrolls <laughs> and she's like, see, this is Greek. This isn't Latin. This is Greek. I don't see any Latin there. And then someone points out there's an F in there. There's no F in Greek. <laughs> the letter F doesn't, it, it, we have a f sound, but it's a different yeah, symbol. It's, it's the, the letter F. It's the circle with the line through yeah. it. Yep. Like, but there's an F in there and there's a, like a proper V. And then she goes on to say Roman, uh, uh, like uh, the Latin alphabet capitals weren't invented till the fifth. Like she just spits out so many stupid facts. But but see, it's the confidence in which you say it. If you say something, if I, if I turn around to you and say, um, you know, horses only have actually three legs. Like it's crazy. And if, if you think about the fact that there's, um, you know, riding on the wall over there, you'd be like, hang on, wait, what did you say about the horses? But no, I'm already talking about something else. So... Oh look, old that. old mate. What's his name? That was just in the White House. He um he did it all the time. The former administrator. Do you think that yeah, the him. Do you think that the confidence that some people make up lies now has to do with him? Yes. I think it was there before, but I think he's inspired a new generation of idiots. I do personally know that there's some myths from the Roman Empire that were considered historical fact for a very long time. Oh, but but I, I look. but that's not that's not like stuff like um what was I saying? Oh yeah, no, that's not like stuff that's important. That's like stuff like that the the fact that something that I'm going to bring up in the next uh, segment mm. is they had a myth that the Romans threw up. In between meals at parties so that they could oh, eat more. Keep, yeah, yeah. That's a little bit like um, we see that in the next um, movie of The Hunger Games. Yeah, but mm. we like that possibly was a myth because 
we we don't really have evidence of that. That's just maybe something that someone said once, but... We have evidence of it happening these days. We do have evidence of it happening these days, but that might have just been something that some Roman wrote down in their diary as this happened at one particular party and we've taken it to believe that it yes. happened at every, every party. And that's just their way of life. Also, yeah. just really quickly, Bianca is an absolute legend because in that in the middle of talking there, <laughs> oh my God, I noticed my laptop was watch. on incredibly low battery <laughs> and she, I just kind of looked at her to smile because I've got the laptop and all the cables plugged in here. <laughs> I looked at her smiling, holding my laptop charger. And, and me to unable to do two things at once, just stared at it being like, how am I going to talk and do this at once? And I'm like, like plugging in okay. the charger at the same time. And um, I'm also at a really incredibly odd angle because my cable's short. Yes. So I can't, no. I'm scared that I'm going to disconnect my mic. So I had to like hold it at a weird angle. Yes. Into my you, did, time. you did very well. Very well there. Thank so you. I appreciate that. Um, yeah. Look, uh, back, back to the, the Roman Empire thing. That I, I don't doubt that there are some mistruths to the Roman Empire. But that's, some, that's something about, it's a civilization from 2000 years ago. We can only make assumptions. But it's like science as well. You know, it's, it's that whole idea that... Um, that often comes up in discussions with um, fundamentalist Christians and stuff, that sort of thing. The same sort of argument is that the science is wrong. No, the science isn't wrong. It's constantly trying to learn and trying to constantly come up with an answer. Sometimes the answer isn't right, but you you correct it and go, okay, that was incorrect. This is the this is this is the what the best that we know now. The revised edition. Yeah, it's the yeah. it's the constant kind of evolution yeah. of understanding what is truth and what is right and stuff and that's a bit like history and what we uncover we're constantly uncovering what things are and all that i'm sure at some stage the pyramids were there and there was probably a little bit of a disconnection between knowing what was i have no idea about this i'm purely bullshitting this part but Mm. you know what were the pyramids for what did they mean well there's things underneath it but did people, everyone know that straight away? Did they know that what that was, the point of it and all that? Like, you know, Are you talking about like the history and time between well, when no, what, what, Egypt, what, Egypt was an empire to when we rediscovered the pyramids? Yeah, that, that, sort, of, that sort of thing. Okay. I, I, mean, I, mean it, I mean it purely from the, the basis of no doubt there are periods of time where what is thought to be truth turns out to be, oh, we're incorrect on that because we've now learnt a little bit more of Atlantis. the puzzle. Do you want to know yeah. something horrifying that I learned through historical TikTok? There's an umbrella that actually opens upside down and it catches water. <laughs> there, there is, but that's not what I learned. <laughs> that does exist. <laughs> that nothing... See what I mean by rattling off mistruths, but saying it with confidence? It sounds absolutely genuine. but I mean, it doesn't catch water, but it's an upside down umbrella. <laughs> Now I'm just thinking, because I really wanted one, because they fit in your bag really well. Anyway, not the point of any of this. (laughs) Um, What was I going to say, Phil? You just... You learned... Oh, oh. The horrifying truth. Okay, so you mentioned mentioned mummy. You mentioned Egypt. I didn't say anything about Sorry, you mentioned Egypt and the pyramids. Mm -hmm. And there was a brief period of time when we didn't know the pyramids were there. But then they started uncovering all of these pyramids and these mummies and these Mm. tombs. And Victorian Egypt, we don't have a lot of uh, mummies nowadays uh, to study because a whole lot of Victorian Egypt thought that eating mummies was going to cure them of many ails. So Victorian, sorry, not Victorian Egypt, Victorian England ate a lot of uh, corpses. This is a true story. It'd be like beef jerky, wouldn't it? Pretty much. Would it though? Actually, it's all embalmed. Oh, God. <laughs> think of the fermentedness why, of that. Why did I... Oh, I've think never thrown up on the air. Think oh. how fermented that would be. <laughs> no, you know, what's, you know what's worse? Imagine cracking open the tombs. That would smell so... Because no doubt those... those no, um, see, they actually wouldn't smell that bad. No, but the, would the sarcophagus be... No, because... Do you know... Insulating? Well, no, because of the embalming process... It wouldn't smell? No, because the way that they embalm people, they dry them out in salt. Um, then they... Where do they leave them when they dry them out? Are they just sitting in a room? Like in a tent somewhere? Oh, don't mind that. That's just... Um, 
Old mate Tootin' Cart, he's over there. Yep, he's just, it, uh, he's just, yeah, he's gone, but we've got a new emperor now. Or, um, if you emperor? think about how hot... What's the word? What's the leader of... Pharaoh. Pharaoh. We've got a new pharaoh at the pharaoh. moment. Don't worry about um, Toot over there. Um, if you think about how hot the desert were, was, it's not that hard to think of how they petrified them. But basically they... they pe- just roast them in the sun for a couple hours. Yeah, they, 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 they sun... Well, they, yeah, basically sun dried them. the sand underneath them, the grittiness of the sand and the sweatiness of that. Go on. It was a combination of salt and sand and like other things. I don't remember the exact thing. But then they basically put perfumes and shit on them. And by the time they came out, they, they would not have smelt. Okay, well, think of biting into a neck crunching. I don't... <laughs> why do you... <laughs> Like, like cooked chicken skin. You're gonna make her sick. <laughs> what did the pharaohs say when he was called to dinner? For people I'm who don't know at home, I have a very delicate constitution. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and everyone gets a kick out of trying to make me throw up. <laughs> I, it's I, very easy. I, I'm the most. I giggle a lot. Oh yeah, you just pour curdled milk over those. There it went. <laughs> I didn't even have water with me. You know, the, you know what the worst thing I ever did was, I think as a child, it was always that heartbreaking moment, just because I think of curdled milk. I was thinking of the, the moment where <laughs> I would I would go, I'd have a bottle of cereal, like a bottle of wheat mix, just about ready. The, the milk's in there, and so I'm waiting, let them go all soggy. I get the apple juice out of the fridge, and without even thinking, I pour the apple juice onto the cereal, and it makes the whole thing just curdle. And go revolting. Why would you do that? Just, I had my glass there, but you'd be distracted by something. You'd go and pour that apple juice straight into the cereal and be like, that's wrong. Do you want... So I'm not... I get, I get, I'm going to ignore that. I get my um, weak stomach from my mother. Okay. This is a true story. And my brother has it too. My brother's not as bad as us. He's actually gotten better. With a child, you got to clean up that poop. But my, yeah, I know that too. My mom, my mom never changed our diapers because she would throw up. She couldn't. This is, this is wow. true. But she would literally just instantly throw up. And I'm not as bad as that. I, I changed my niece's diaper. I was fine. Kind of like gagged a bit, but it was <laughs> fine. Um, my brother used to be like us, but he's gotten better. But my mom, one morning when I was four, my brother would have been about 11, 10 um she was making eggs and she hadn't realized the eggs had gone off and when i say off oh i mean blue oh, oh. Um, i don't have a particularly weak stomach but <laughs> that's gross so and she was making fried eggs of and course. if you think about fried eggs you don't crack them into a bowl technically you can but you sort of just crack them straight into the hot pan so my mom with her delicate constitution uh, cracked the fried egg into the bowl. My brother entered the kitchen as my mum smelt the egg and saw the egg at the same time and threw up straight into the pan. <laughs> and my brother saw this, smelt the egg and the vomit, the frying vomit, and he threw up straight onto the... Like, it was a domino effect. Talk about refried. Food. I was in my room and I could hear everyone throwing up and I was like... No. Have you, have you seen that jackass clip where they um they make the omelette? But to make the omelette, they eat the ingredients first and then throw them up and then fry it and eat it? No, and I'm glad yes. I have it. But I do was, you know, I'll link it to you. Do you know the jackass clip where they... um That Preston sweats pr- and then they drink the sweat? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they, I wasn't... They, <laughs> watch, watching that in the cinema? <laughs> watching that in the cinema... Not that one. The oh, other one that I threw up sick. with Preston was where he shits into the... The funnel. The funnel. <laughs> and then Steve-O's, Steve-O's um, fishbowl on his head yep. throws up into that. And yep. I threw up. Just think about drinking in the si- Preston's... I, I threw up into my um, popcorn. Are think you guys about, it was ready? Empty by that because point. Think about drinking Preston's sweat. <laughs> we'll be going to see the fourth one in a couple of months. <laughs> I, I can't... I don't... They're, they're making a fourth one. It's made. No, it's it, made. I didn't they, know that. They, they, it was meant to be out by now, but they just delayed it to next year. I didn't know that they I think actually. It's February. I'd feel bad for Steve because he has to be sober for it. Oh, that's right. I yeah. forgot. I, we watched the trailer for it. Of course, we did. Um, but no, I yeah. Just drinking sweat that just made me throw up. Um, 
Yeah, let's. You know what? On that, we've gone way off of talking about. Um, on that bombshell, the, the, the Roman Empire. How did we get from Roman Empire to? Because we're talking Jackass. about total bullshit. Is what we're talking about, Bianca. Bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. Oh yes, the, the the Victorians eat mummies. Yep. That's cool. right. I forgot about that. Um, not sit. Not New South Wales. Not Australian state Victorians. We're talking <laughs> about Victorian England. But English, do they English. exist? Did they exist? The empire. The, the 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 Victorians. According to this lady, no, nothing exists um, except for Jews, um, <laughs> and everything happened to them. Feel sorry for them. Um, so we're gonna go to our um, commercial. Be right back with Hunger Games: Catching Fire. This holiday season, give your body the post turkey deal it deserves. Go ahead and gobble up this deal for our special Spanksgiving leggings. Hurry, this offer won't last long. Sale ends soon. And we're back. Obviously, we took a little more time than the uh, few seconds, what, 30 seconds that you've had in between? I had to throw up. Yeah. Repeatedly. I don't know why. I've got to get a drink. Oh my goodness. After all of that, why don't you go get a drink while I tell the audience what the uh, the log line, I don't know, the Just synopsis. Don't pull the cable the, out, the, the, I'm not going to pull the cable out. I did a bloody backflip in the last one <laughs> yeah, without true. pulling the cable out. You all out. hear what I have to deal with? Drew, oh. go. Okay. Wait. I didn't mean that to sound so rude. We didn't mean like leave. It to took me, yeah, it took me a second. I was like, did she mean leave? No, no, no. She means read the synopsis. Yeah, start. Okay. This week we saw The Hunger Games catching fire. What? Katniss Everdeen and Peter Malark become targets of the capital after their victory in the 74th Hunger Games sparks a rebellion in the districts of Pan Am. Can I just please just really quickly point out that and this has been bugging me for the what nearly mm-hmm. however many years since the first movie came out what is it nine years um that every time i hear peter's surname or read it or whatever even though i know it's malak all i can think is mallard like a duck <laughs> yeah I think and i just think of ducks all i every can hear is malaka I think it's Malik. Um, I don't know where I know Malik, but Malik. I think of either Malaka or Malaki. Both well, he is one means Malaki. One means he? yeah. One means wanker, and the other one means like made up. Well, Peter. I'd, I'd say made up. But seems, I li- seems accurate. I like Peter. I feel like you two don't, but I do. Well, he knows how to get that bread, doesn't he? Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> um. Uh, I don't not like Peter. I feel a little bit sorry for him because I think he's a bit of a loser. I think he's a wet blanket. Um, I think in the second one, Catching Fire that we've just seen, um, he's definitely not worth the trouble. Honestly, he's not worth... Like, for what reason do they... they I think he thinks he's smart this time around. I think he thinks he's more important than he is. He doesn't. So he literally thinks he's pathetic. Why didn't he just get himself killed at the very start of it then? Because he literally wastes... Everyone's effort and time constantly having to be saved. I think, I think that he just wants to make sure Katniss gets out because he doesn't but her, know but his existence will stop her from getting. Not that that happens, but his existence would be the thing that prevents her from concentrating on herself. Oh yeah, he's Look, an incredible distraction. In, yeah. in in a perfect world, I guess not a perfect world because he's dead, but. You know what I mean? In a perfect um, strategy. In a perfect world, because he's dead. No, no, no. In a perfect world... He uh, would be dead, yes. In a perf- yeah, he would be dead. Because that yeah. would help Katniss the most. But in a storytelling sense, it makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Because they're each other's... You. The thing that I constantly come back to watching this movie and then reading the books when I do is that Katniss and Peter are the two characters in this entire series who have no control over anything and nothing that they're doing, they're doing to be anyone special. They are doing it purely to survive. In fact, 
I'd say Gale too, to an extent, up mm. until the end of this one. Right. Um, everything that they do is to survive. And they somehow at some stage make a quiet pact to each other. They're going to make, they're going to make sure that no matter what the other one survives. Yeah. The entire movie is about that. It's the only time that changes is in the last film, which we'll talk about obviously later, but when she goes to get revenge and at that point it's because she wants it to be over because she knows that that's how she survives. But if you watch it thinking that, the entire purpose of Katniss and Peter is to make sure that the other survives. Mm-hmm. The movies make more sense, I think. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I don't know. I, I just... I... It's a shame because I really like Josh Hutchison as an actor. I, I think he's wonderful, but I just... Like you, I, I don't know. I, I struggle to justify his presence... This, yeah, so so that and that's that's Peter. Is I I struggle it, to, to see why he's necessary to the story. If Peter didn't live, this is the other. If Peter didn't live, why would Katniss want to survive? To get back home. But she already knows that if she goes back home, her family is safer with her dead. Because if she goes back home and she's alive. Her Hang family on. will constantly be in danger. Hang on, so you're snow. saying Peter is her only reason for living? Her Pete in this game, it's not her reason for living. Okay. No. She's trying to get him to. Th- if you read the book, her whole goal in this yeah. is to make sure Peter gets out. Why? She doesn't care about herself. She just because she knows Gail is going to take care of her family, and Peter, she wants Peter to get out. And she, she also is the knows most useless person. Though. Why does she? It want doesn't Peter? matter. She's... But why does she want Peter to live so much? Because they. Because pity. One, because when they were kids and she had nothing else, it was her bread. His him giving her the bread that actually let her family survive the winter, like, or whatever. I can't remember. Her family, her and her sister, were about to die. Mm-hmm. Remember the because shot they where were he gives starving. The yeah, but that's not enough to base. No, All but then this. they survived the first game together and she has PTSD and the fact that they survived together is the only thing that's getting her through. And then she's called then she's being used as a puppet. She doesn't want to be used as a puppet. Mm-hmm. She goes into this game and she thinks she's going to die because that's in her head. She's own the only reason why they're all there is because Snow wants her to die. Snow doesn't want her to survive this game. Mm-hmm. And if she does survive this game, she's the only victor left. She's the only puppet that he can play. She doesn't want that life either. But does Peter want that life? To her, it doesn't matter. She just wants him to survive. Because she it means she gets to save one person. Right. And she's the only. he's the only one she trusts as well. Right. This one also... <clears throat> Sorry, I had to go through that. No, no, I appreciate that. Yeah. This film also, though... Um, because I kept asking you throughout it, because I've seen this movie about six, seven times, I think. Um, but I still am never sure when, I've forgotten his name, Plutarch. Plutarch, yeah. Whose side he's on. Not Seneca, as I kept <laughs> not, saying. Yeah, no. um, Plutarch Heavensby. I keep not knowing when it is. I see after watching it the first time, I then left the cinema being like, Oh, he was always the double crosser. Yeah. Then I thought about it and went, wait, hang on. None of it makes sense if he was always on the the double crosser because that doesn't make sense because that was an incredibly risky gameplay or move just to try and hopefully someone works out how to break the game so we can sneak her out of there and have her on our side because none of that makes any sense whatsoever. Then I was like, hang on, but at what point does he flip? And then I'm still having now once and watched it with you, who's the resident expert here. I still have no idea what point he flipped. So, and you explained it to me um, off air, folks. She explained it to me off air as he doesn't. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong here. He doesn't actually give a shit about revolution or that sort of shit. Just to be on the winning team, opposite Snow. Oh, not opposite Snow. Be on the winning winning team, and there's a chance to knock Snow out here. I yes. will jump. But when did he jump? How did he get out? Because remember, the TV 
cut off and everything and snow was there in the room and was like whoa they just destroyed the set and the tv network cut out where the fuck's plutarch he's gone how did he get out of there so fast so this is my theory on plutarch this isn't confirmed Mm. by either the books or the movie and also explain to me how much hamish organized that yeah because i have no idea about it either this is this is uh, so so there's always been hints that there was a rebellion that there were still people in the capital and still people in the districts who wanted to fight back at the capital. Like 13, for example. Well, so 13, only a few people knew existed. Mm -hmm. And whether Plutarch was one of those people, I have a theory that Plutarch was one of the people who knew 13 existed, Mm -hmm. but not many people knew. I have, I, I think... And this is all me guessing, speculating, speculating that Plut- I, I know that Plutarch wanted to pull down snow. He didn't want to be a leader, but he wanted a revolution because he was, he, he's basic. he wanted to be more in charge than he was. He wanted to, that's why he was the game maker for so mm-hmm. long. Then he stepped down and then he came back mm-hmm. and he came back because he Cameras. saw it as an opportunity to take down snow. Now, Even though he prefaced it to Katniss as "You're the reason I'm back," but is but is she the but, reason he came but back I because think, she I think is she a is because the Mockingjay. If you look back to the first movie, mm. Hamish, and this is where Hamish comes in. Hamish is very well connected. Hamish yeah, knows he, who to talk to. He knows how to play the game. Not just so he knows how to play the game. Every time Hamish has wanted to get something for Katniss, mm. he has gotten it. Every time Katniss mm. needs something. Mm. Hamish has been able to get it, which means in the capital, Hamish is well connected. He just never has done anything about it because he's never been motivated to do anything about it before. Something we talked about, I don't actually know if I talked about it on air or off air, Mm. um, was the fact that in the book, the Mockingjay was originally the the mayor's sister's um, pin. And she wore it when she was in the games and Mm. she happened to be in the games with Hamish and they were friends. And her death really scarred him. Mm-hmm. And seeing the mocking J pin on um, Katniss yep. kind of made him start caring a bit again. Him being Hamish. Hamish, yeah. So I don't know, but this is my theory in which Hamish knew the rebellion and he knew how to get around the rebellion. And he basically asked the rebellion mm-hmm. to help them out. His deal was to get uh, Katniss and Peter out, but they only wanted Katniss because Katniss, you're right, Peter is essentially a wet blanket in a lot of ways, but Katniss is the one that they all rallied her behind and Katniss is the one that they could, Plutarch Mm -hmm. could market. Yeah. So I think Plutarch got into it thinking that, you know, Maybe we can start a rebellion. Let's see how it goes. Mm. And once he saw that they were about to get it, that, you know, BD had gotten everything, they'd had all the right people survive, um, they figured out the clock. Because I don't think at any point Plutarch went and told them. No, I don't think so either. It took them to work it out themselves. They had to work it out themselves, obviously, because yeah. there's a whole mystical element of them figuring out the clock. Mm. Tick tock, tick tock. But once he realized, yep, they've got it. Mm. They know what they're doing. That's when he went and got out. Yeah, because I was going to say, they were like literally meters away from all dying from that fog. Yeah. Mm. It, and if they had died, the if they had died, Plutarch would have done nothing. Plutarch would have just, in my, in my theory, Plutarch mm. would have been like, oh, well doesn't matter try mm. again another time mm. because he's in a position where snow trusts him mm. <clears throat> snow didn't think he was betraying him at any point yeah he's obviously gotten out he's one of the few game makers who have gotten out and gotten back in most of them die mm. so clearly he's got like power of this yeah yeah um sorry no that, no thank you appreciate that um, it was also nice to see um i'll make felix back in uh, a film again Yes. Yeah. Jeffrey Wright. Yeah. Um, Who's this- I never realized they said his last name in this movie until this time of viewing. Beatty Luttrell. Um, cool. Obviously, he was 
You guys like did it happen? Obviously, he was playing. Yeah, um, Latrell this time beating Latrell, and he was um, a genius, absolute genius, who uh, the the capital were essentially exploiting for, no doubt, when, with him back in his district for coming up with brilliant systems and um, and things like that. Like, for example, he was. What was he talking about? He invented or came up with the um, electromagnetic field. Yeah. Yeah. So that's being utilized in the capital. It's also being utilized here in the, the game sphere. Um, and he's talking about how to man- manipulate it or do something with it and, and use it to, to the their own effects. Um, so he's an absolute genius and a gun and, and so absolutely brilliant person to have on side. Mm. And I just appreciate in this one, um, yes, me watching it was a little bit lost in understanding what the hell was going on and who was on whose side and all that sort of stuff. Um Sorry, who convinced them to be on whose side and stuff like that. Um, like Fennec having the gold band stuff. That's something that Effie got made. Um, Effie so, had no idea. Well, who gave... Did Was that um, was that Hamish's gold band? on? That was Hamish's gold band. Effie had no idea what Hamish was planning. Mm-hmm. I really like the fact that Effie stays on the next film because this was sadly the last time we saw her in the book. Right. Um, was when she gives the gold band to... Hamish. Yeah. Wow. Um, but what I what I was going to say is that I what I appreciate is that we see it from Katniss's view again. Like look back at the books, I guess, from its perspective, mm. with her being like really confused by who, what do you mean my side or for me or for what and and just trying to understand it all and then it finally clicking at the very end about in that click kind of crux moment of hang on, that's what. Um, that's what Beatty was that's doing. That's what Beatty was doing, and also the line that um, remember who Fennec he... delivers to her, which is something that Hamish said, which was "Remember who your enemy, the real enemy is." And then it kind of boom, light bulb, big bang, smash. Here we go. You know what I mean? Yeah. I really appreciated. We talked about last week in the movie how the book again is from a first person mm. perspective, so you don't see what happens. Outside, outside of. of it, but we got to see what happened outside of the last yeah. book. They could have very easily, in this movie, mm. shown the planning that Hamish and Plutarch mm. um, did, and you know Peter going up to Hamish mm. and being like, "Save her." They could have shown all of that, yeah. and just shown us knowing Katniss was in the dark. And for a lot of people who read the books, it would have been fine. Mm. But the reason why this movie is so great is because this movie is only from Katniss's perspective, unlike the first one. Mm. There are obviously you see a bit of Snow's interaction and all that, and you see, but you see the antagonist. Yes, the important bits of the story. Yeah, they really doubled down on it. But but you only see Snow's perspective, and he's the antagonist, and he's just in the. He's as in the dark as Katniss is at exactly. this point. Exactly, yeah. yes. So you don't see the rest of him. You don't see Hamish by himself in this movie. You did in the last one. Yeah. And you do in the next one. And and then, you know, and we see that then, that kind of the moment of shock realization for Katniss is we have the opposite effect for Snow where we have this, the, the same shock realization, but of a moment of fear and what the fuck. Whereas for her, it was clear as day kind of thing like yeah. your eyes mm. you know lit up at that moment we get the complete opposite effect that's a brilliant point bianca brilliant point yeah yeah well i yeah this, oh, i really love you this watched, series you watched it enough look um but the, what this one does as well um the first one is such a phenomenal way to start a series and also tell a story on its own mm. this one i guess has the luxury of they knew they were going to be able to complete the story here yeah. So it didn't need to end in such a complete way. So it, it ends in a way that leaves you being like, I want more. I want more because the story's not finished. The first one could absolutely have been a standalone story and that would have been it kind of thing and no problem. And I think if they didn't make another one, everyone would have said, there's more books in the series, but hey, that was a brilliant movie. Mm. Um, but this one really leaves you now being... It does, again, a great job at a middle film in a series... It's also a great sequel in that it builds brilliantly on the first one. It has a brilliant budget now. And as we we're saying throughout, the, the special effects and the 
they didn't use the budget and just piss about and do things because they have money they did things that no, they, still they were felt, intelligent about it yeah and they still did things that were really really kind of building on what we saw in the first one yep. um the game that we see in this one is from an absolute veteran of a game creator so it's a little bit more interesting which goes hand in hand with the extra special effects and all that sort of stuff cgi um but the story then is the framework for a series now mm. and movies that directly continue on from here Go but, but the thing that i like i was talking about and i was trying to explain when we were watching it is mm. that the first film like you said is a standalone and even the book is a standalone you can read the first book from start to finish and you're like that's it and she couldn't if she didn't read write anything else you just read about katniss's story in this massive fictional dystopian history yep but the second book and the second movie introduces this giant world building we've already seen pockets of this little world but in this one we actually go through all of the districts in the beginning and then we meet all of these people from different districts think about how many characters are in the first movie hamish yep peter katniss the effie like the mother like there was so few characters Mm. there's There's only about a dozen key characters in there yeah there's there's obviously 12 kids but you don't even hear about their names half of them you just hear about the key ones not even counting them you've you've got your three youthful leads you've got the mother the sister snow hamich um effie um mr kravitz it it is very but those are like tiny tiny characters you see them for like five Mm. minutes some of them yeah this builds on all of that and even though yes you see the characters for five minutes i just love the way that they introduced this world and built on this world and they did have a complete, like, a full introduction scene, but it was also building the story at the same time. Like, everyone had their own introduction scene, yep. but you couldn't even tell it was an introduction scene. It was just, we're moving along in the story, we're meeting yep. new people as we go. I think a lot of that has to do with how well the story and its pacing work hand in hand. Yeah. It's It moves quickly because that is the nature of the story. It doesn't move quickly because... We're trying to rush through and skip paragraphs or chapters of the book in the translation. This is just the way it flows. It's it, it's a good it's a good sequel, I think. Yeah. And I think it's also a good setup for the next two. Yep, exactly. And it and it uh, it, it again the first one ended in a way that it was could have been just one, but also yeah, I'd like to see more of this world. This one is. I don't want to just see more of this world. Give me more now kind of thing. Especially the the kind of the final look in her eyes at the end as it looks into the camera. It's brilliant. I do remember watching this movie at the cinema and because I'd read the book, knowing that we're getting to the end and Mm. not expecting it to end. And when it did end, I was like, Oh, but I want more. But I'm like, no, that's everything that I'm thinking of that happens now is in the next book. Mm. But I want it now. Like, yeah. I was so desperate at the end of this movie to yep. just watch the next one. Exactly. Um, Drew, do you have some fun facts for us? I have a couple. So, the first one will um, address what could have been our collective favorite moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jenna Malone stated that her stripping scene was filmed in a real hotel glass elevator that was not closed for production and guests could see in even though her nudity wasn't shown on screen she did actually strip naked in front of woody harrelson josh hutcherson and jennifer lawrence during filming the wink is everything the wink is amazing i love jennifer lawrence's look over it when he goes can you unzip and she looks at him like and just they're like they're kind of like um, tongue against the inside of the lip kind of like like huh? really I love how huh? quickly he said yes yeah sure <laughs> he's like yeah what have I got to lose now although she was surprised the scene wasn't being shot in a studio or soundstage she went with the flow then the moment she was totally nude the doors opened to reveal a hotel employee carrying a coffee cup holder <laughs> he was so shocked to see her standing there stark naked 
Malone tried to stay in character, but she just started laughing. I don't blame her. I yeah. probably would have laughed too, to be honest. Yeah, but um, hilarious. Just back to that little moment in the elevator. I think that's also really funny about... Because it, it also kind of shows that Katniss was like looking at him like, we're supposed to be dating. <laughs> like, yeah, what like, are you doing? Yeah, exactly. And he's like, yeah, sure. That's why he doesn't look down. He doesn't <laughs> look down. Oh, yeah. He, no, there's, there's a moment. They but have he a, doesn't look down. They like, have an extreme close up on him and he's looking and you see his eyes drop and then no, rise they don't back drop up for all a second. the way down there. Not all the way. As, as Not all the way, but it's like a little whoop, whoop. Yeah. Give us another, Drew. Um, this was the highest grossing film of 2013 in North America. Don't blame it. It was the first film to top the annual box office with a top billed female lead since The Exorcist in 1973. And the first with a woman as the sole protagonist and primary marketing focus since The Sound of Music in 1965. Goodness me. You know what? I, I'm like, I'm reading a bit ahead of your things, but the next one talks about Sam Claflin. Yep. And it just made me think, like, realize everyone talks about this film, like the core three, the, the three main leads being Liam Hemsworth, Josh yeah, Hutcherson. Yeah, absolutely. He's nothing to me, but anyway, go on. Yeah, but Liam Hemsworth, Justin, mm. jo- Josh Hutcherson and Jennifer Lawrence. But I actually really think it's Sam Claf- Claflin. It is. Is the third. Yeah. Even though he's not like the love interest. I really think that. He plays that such a part in this. From this movie forward, he plays such a part. But I think at that time, Hollywood, like, as far as the film side of things went, Hollywood wanted to push the teenage love triangle. Oh, the, because the, they, they were coming out of Twilight and yeah. they needed the next love triangle. Yeah, the next team, to, Edward, team, yeah. Jacob. One of my favorite things about this is though is like in the last film or the the premiere for the last film I think it was, um, they asked the actress who plays Jenna uh, Prim the sister, yeah, um, are you team Peter or team Gail? And I love how people kept asking like it was a big mystery who she was going to pick at the end. The book had been out for like three years by that point. Yeah, I was like, just read the book, um, or Google it. Like it's fine. Yeah. Um, but the sister goes, I actually think this this mo- this series is about her love for her sister because that's what starts and finishes the books. Mm. And there's all this stuff that happens in between as a consequence to it. And I was like, yeah, it is. That's who she picks, her sister. I was like, yeah. Good on her. <laughs> Go on, Drew. That's fantastic. Um, it was a good answer, I think. In an interview with Entertainment Usual. Weekly, Jennifer Lawrence said that she, Josh Hutchison, and Sam Claflin were very clumsy saying that Claflin fell at least once in every scene they filmed. Claflin agreed and said they could fill an entire gag reel with just him falling over. <laughs> oh, bless. I find that really funny because he's meant to be so he's suave, suave and, yeah, and mm. with it and together and just, nope. One thing even. that disappoints me is they didn't focus anything on the fact that his character could really swim. And they, there's a whole bunch of scenes in the books where they talk like... Yeah, if they said that he's known for his swimming and they yeah. didn't show him swimming. I remember thinking they that... They showed him swimming once. Yeah, he, when he saves Peter, happened. I think. Yeah. But did he... Or was it Peter that did it? Because he just kind of went Well, he goes out to save Peter and then Peter, by that point, has already killed the other guy. So it doesn't... <laughs> it doesn't show anything to do with swimming, but yeah. Anyway. All right. This, yep. um, this bit of information bothers me a little bit um, just because it goes back to that... Just the whole concept of Mm. children dying. Um, Including the 22 tributes that died in the recent Hunger Games and the second quarter quill in which 47 tributes died. Sorry, say that again. Quarter. Quarter quill. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. What did I say? Quill. Quill. Okay. (laughs) Quell. Quell then. Um, In which 47 tributes died. A total of 1,725 tributes have died in the 75-year history of Pan Am. I wonder if that's including the year where everyone died. There was one year of the Hunger Games, because I, I really like the Hunger Games, so I've read all the trilogy of trivia. Well, no, actually, they mentioned it in one of the books. I think Hamish mentions I it. I imagine it would include that. Ham- Hamish talks about the fact that one year everyone died because they fucked up the... Uh, the gamekeeper fucked up and they made no, there was no access to water. 
no one had water so everyone died of dehydration Brilliant. as sad as that is for the children i also kind of like lol yeah <laughs> like how did you forget water i i like this one so there's a there's a trivia um thing here that i love all three of the songs ed sheeran submitted for the film soundtrack were <laughs> turned down Papa denied uh, he got one That's in the funny. shall we are there any more that you want to read out or should we get to our scores one more Go. One more. Stanley Tucci and Toby Jones both played German scientists in Captain America, the first Avenger. Yes, they did. <laughs> I actually liked that. And then they're just chilling together, commentating on the death of children. Yes. Bianca, scores, go. 10 10. Drew, scores, go. 9 9. Same. 9 9 again. So I gave it 9 9 last time. Give it a 9-9 again. Um, any reasons in particular, Bianca? We know yours because it's absolutely golden. It's my favorite series. That. Um, so, um, look, again, it gets a 9 because it is doing what the first one did again. And it's building the series more. And it is doing the... Doing a sequel is probably the hardest thing. And this is a perfect sequel. So, yeah, it's a 9 for me. And, yes. Uh, much in the similar vein to you, I think that from a filmmaking perspective, this, this is just stunning. And it's good use of budget. And I like that they... It's not getting arrogant with its budget. No, and they they world build, but they don't change. As, as Bianca pointed out early on, they don't redo the sets. Like they, they don't try to make it look like they have a better budget by making you know the districts look more... They leave it as is. Aesthetically pleasing. The train is the like same. Like, even yeah. the suite they stay they, in the hotel the are the world same. Oh, heck, the even world. the shot when the train's coming into the capital, I swear it's the same footage from the first movie. Because it's the same. It's world. the same angle. The camera's sitting and the train's moving. I'm like, I swear they've just recycled Probably. the same shot. Probably. But it's... I I like what they did with this one. I mm. certainly think that even though it's a longer movie, I actually think it's better paced and more interesting than the first one. Overall, I, I, I just, I'm a huge fan of this film. You know yep. one thing that they did in the film that they didn't do in the books? Or I don't think they did in the books. I don't really remember. I probably should read them again. Mm-hmm. Um, the scene on the train where they're going through the tunnel and you see the mocking Jason. Oh yeah, they did that in the film. Yeah, that yeah. I don't know if they had happened in the books. Oh, okay. um, but that scene, it's so little, but it shows so much. Yeah. Because that's the first hint that you have this rebellion, mm. and even though Katniss doesn't know about it, she is the secret leader of it. Yeah. And I just like that this story has so much small exposition. It's it's as you said, Bianca, we're seeing it from her point of view, so she's not really certain of what that means. But we, we understand what it means, especially later when we know what happens later. But it's just those little bits of hints that happen that you just kind of see. I just I just think it's brilliant world building this film. Yep. Yep. Excellent. Um let's get to our what the quote and then our sick end of the week. And now it's time to go back to what the quote. Of course, last week's quote was... Try not to become a man of success, rather become a man of value. And that, of course, was said by Mr. Albert Einstein. Or is it Professor Albert Einstein? I don't even remember. I would go with either. Anyway, Bianca, what is this week's quote? It is better to fail in originality than to succeed in imitation. Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 yes. Of course, if you know what that quote is from, make sure you reach out to us on any of our social media platforms or in person or in any way that you see fit um, and tell us who said that. We'd love to, to know if you know who said that. It wasn't me. Yeah, well, you said it, but it wasn't from you originally. I, I know. Um, but anyway, on with the show. Okie dokie, and we are back on the show for our sick hint of the week. Who is our sick hint of the week, team? I thought you were going to say okie dokie artichokey. I didn't, though. You Who didn't. is our sick hint of the week? Sam Claflin. Why is that? Because Philip can't remember his name. Yeah, well, that's why I didn't say it. <laughs> um, reason- no. <laughs> That was the whole reason why I did the intro for that. You should, you should get like a else. reward for saying that name instead of a punishment for saying the other names. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I'm not going to say there's anything. Uh, Bianca, yes, why is he our sick end of the week? Because he totally should have been the other and the other part of the trio and not... 
not even saying to have a romantic triangle, but I but think But just he's... because he's a badass legend that should have been on the front covers of everything because he absolutely drove so much of this and was the... When Katniss seemed like she was not giving up but less interested in actually trying to survive and more interested in focusing mm. on Peter, he was there having to... He grounded keep, her. I yes, think he's going. more important than Gail. Yeah. Yeah. For the success in the scheme of, every, of things. For the success of everything and the success of... And the life of Katniss. Uh, Katniss? Katniss. Katniss. Goodness. I, I can find the Coldplay song for this movie, Atlas, just then. Um, Catalyst. Uh, <laughs> yes. What, what's that when you combine two words? What's it called? Portmanteau. Portmanteau. I don't Catalyst. know what that is, but I appreciate that. Uh, brilliant. So, um, spoiler you are a guy person. <laughs> what's his name? Sam Claflin. Sam Claflin. I even just pr- mispronounced it then. Claflin. Sam Claflin. Sam Claflin. Sam Claflin. Sammy. Sam, you are our sick end of the week for this week. Congratulations. Uh, thank you, team, very much for another week of fun and joy and everything. And, um... Yep. Exactly. Yeah.